Hello and welcome to the Wedding Dish Podcast. Grab your fork and knife and take a seat at our table as we dish on all things weddings. You'll hear stories and tips from real couples and wedding pros about life, love, and entrepreneurship. I'm Sarah Alipin, your hostess with the mostest on The Wedding Dish and CEO of Photos from the Hardy and District Bliss. We have our little French bulldog bud splayed out on his bed this morning, snoozing away. It seems like that's what he's doing every time we record now. Um, But, you know, that's what he does. Uh, So before we get started, if you haven't listened to last week's episode, you've got to check it out. We dished with Ashley from Type A Design Studio. And she just makes incredible stationery, and she's just a total badass and lovely, lovely human. You definitely need to listen. Um, Thank you, everyone, for tuning into The Wedding Dish. I am very excited to be welcoming today's guest. We are dishing with one of the vendors from our couple social in D.C. in January, Um, one of the amazing real living at home real estate team members, a realtor who is passionate about homebuyer education, Kamiko Smith. Thank you so much for being on The Wedding Dish today. Hi, how are you? Um, And quick, it's I just said the wrong last name. See, I I told you I make mistakes all the time. Kamiko Scott, what am I doing here? It's like my first time. It's all right. <laughs> I'm happy to be here. I am so excited to be dishing with you about real estate. It's such a it's such a big piece that can be stressful, but it can also be really fun and not and it doesn't have to be stressful. Um, kind of like wedding planning. So, are you ready to dish? I'm ready to dish. (laughs) All right. So real estate is an expensive long-term commitment, also kind of like a wedding. Um, What are some of the things that couples and new home buyers should consider before settling on a home? Oh, well, yeah. Before settling on a home, you know, you want to you want to think about affordability, right? That's one thing. I think also when you're considering buying a home, I think people get caught up in the, um, you know, I do it myself, right? You look at these homes, you look at the areas, you're looking at the pricing. Oh, how much is that going to cost me? That's really pretty. Um, and then you're looking at all these homes. Um, and then maybe sometimes you reach out to a realtor first, but I'm not the person that you need to reach out to first, right? Uh, you need to speak with a lender. Uh, you need to speak with the bank uh, and figure out what you can afford, figure out what's best for you, figure out what programs are out there for, in particular, new home buyers, right? And then you you set all that up with them. They give you all of that financial uh, information. And while I could give you, um, as your realtor, some some brief notes and some education there as well. It's going to start with them because we can't move forward until you have an approval letter from them, right? So you need that from them that's going to say, hey, you can afford this. This is what you're qualified for, your type of loan. And I know all that sounds really stressful, right? Um, But if you do that with them first, the right way and, and figure out what you can do or cannot do, that makes my job and your experience with me the happy part. We get to go, we get to look at houses, we get to shop around, you get to, you know, take tours. And I know most of us enjoy that. Um, looking, going through other homes and uh, trying to get an idea of where you can see yourself at, where you can see yourself living at. You know, we're speaking to couples where you can see yourself possibly building your family at. So those are some of the things um, that I'd like to share with people about first looking for a home. 
I think that's so commonly overlooked and it's kind of, I see that in the wedding industry all the time too, where people want to go look at wedding dresses as their first step with planning, but they haven't put their budget together. And then you try on this dress and it's way outside of what you're comfortable spending, but you Mm -hmm. love it and that's devastating. Um, And I think that's, you know, that's a big piece there with buying a home, being an even bigger commitment, something that you are probably even more excited about than a wedding dress. At least in my experience, I was more excited about the house than the wedding dress. (laughs) That's going to, you know, that's going to be, you know, you're going to live in there, that, right? Like the wedding dress, you're going to have it on for a while. And, you know, some people, you, you might save it for a child, you might, um, you might donate it. You you might some people you, know, you just keep it uh, as a as a keepsake or momentum. But um, that home, you know, that's going to be something that you live in and you cherish and that you're a part of every day. So. And you maintain mm-hmm. exactly. <laughs> yep. Yes, totally. Um, I love that. That's such great information. Um, so as someone who primarily works in what I consider to be a city area, you're kind of between two cities realistically. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're between DC and Baltimore. Um, so you, I'm imagining work in both and mm-hmm. around outside too. Um, but what are some of the components in specifically like a city area that are going to drive the home value up? Yeah. So what's you know, trying to drive the whole value up is going to be access to metro, right? You're close to a metro and you can hop on that metro that, you know, that's going to probably cost you a little bit more. Um, Even if you were living just outside, um, you know, say DC or Baltimore, um, as you know, like in the DMV areas, we say here, even if you're inside the Beltway or if you're, you know, in Rockville or Gaithersburg and you're near a metro, that could, you know, drive the the value up. Uh, Parking um, is, you know, is it a garage home, a not garage home, street parking, things like that, um, as well as your accessibility to, to things, restaurants, shops, shopping centers, um, those types of things you notice in new townhome community. If you're just outside the city, something like that comes up and then there's all of a sudden a new shopping center with all these great places, right? Home value might be a little bit higher. Um, so again, accessibility is, is a big piece um, and whether that be Metro, whether that be what's available in the community. Yeah, that's definitely true. I mean, parking is insanely valuable in the mm-hmm. city, and and then you know you, you don't have to have a car if you are, have metro access, and yes. it gets it, those things definitely drive it up. So it's like uh, you know you might be getting something in the city that's ha- like double the cost of what you would be paying in the country. Yes. Um, you know, out in like the outskirt, like the farther reaches, the places that I used to check when I was a teacher for whether we might have a snow day. Yes. Well, you know, too, and it's because, because like you said, you might, if it's a condo in the city, right, a townhome in the city, and you're thinking, like you said, it, it might be double the price of something an hour out, but that's because you can come downstairs and you can hop on the metro and go to where you need to be, or you could go downstairs and there's a CVS on the corner or there tons of restaurants across the street that you don't have to travel to, that you can walk a block or so to, um, those things are going to matter. Absolutely. Yeah. Totally, totally. Um, so I know you're really passionate about home buyer education. What are some of the mistakes that you see couples or new home buyers make when they start their home search? I think it goes back to a lot of what I was saying before. Um, 
just getting caught up in um, the searching, right? Kind of like uh, what's that expression? Like you're, you're you're shopping and you're trying to buy something before you know, well, prematurely. Um, and I feel found like a lot of people get caught up with that. I think sometimes um, you want to shop around for your lender. You want to be, um, that's just, you know, just don't go find necessarily any lender. I'm definitely not downing them. Uh, they're hardworking individuals as well. Um, but you, not everyone's the same. Not every lender provide, um, has or works with the same type of programs, um, right? Like, you know, D.C., they have D.C. city-specific programs or and same with Maryland. Um, so you want to shop around and you want to ask those questions about what programs they have available, what, you know, and when I say programs, that means um, in regards to assistance, right? First-time home buyers often want to know, um, do, is there down payment assistance, closing cost assistance, right? And some of those programs are going to provide that. But I, what I've learned is not every lender is well-versed in those programs or maybe some particular programs that might be best for you. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. And honestly, if you do have a realtor, a lot of times they'll have a few lenders that might be helpful for you. So it's always good to ask. And this we say this all the time here. If you're hiring someone, ask them for referrals for the other people that they would naturally work with because they've seen the product. And also like for us, it's client care. So mm-hmm. you're never going to refer Kamiko like a lender that you don't think is the right fit just because exactly. it's the only lender you can think of off the top of your head. You're going to say, you know what, let me let me think about it and like let me maybe ask some of my people that work in these neighborhoods a little bit more too and yeah. see if they have some good suggestions because we really care about you all having I a mean, good experience. <laughs> exactly. And that's one thing that I can do as well. You know, um, I think I, you know, I'm always particular and I think we all are in this business about staying in our correct lane and, and our expertise area. But yes, as a realtor, we have vendor lists and people and preferred people that we've worked with over time. Um, and if that's not working for you, I have a list, right? And then my coworkers and other agents that I work closely with, they have their list and we reach out to each other for those recommendations. So that's something um, that I think is very important um, for new home buyers. So. Yeah, I'm so with you. The other thing I see um, as a photographer, and I don't know if you've experienced this, but um, so we we bought our house in 2017. And the pictures were absolutely horrible of this house. I didn't even want to go see it. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had been like going to different neighborhoods to have brunch. So it would be like a fun experience for me because Philippe knew that that was going to be one of the things that was important that I needed to enjoy the area. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were having brunch up the street. And he was like, you know what? I feel like we should just go see it. It's right up the street. It's not, you know, there's an open house today. Let's just go. We came and saw it. I noticed that the photos were, the white balance was absolutely terrible. It made the space look really small. They were just not good photos. We came in and we actually put an offer and they hadn't even done their real estate um, walkthrough yet. We put an offer in before they did that because I knew this house was going to get snatched right up. So um, if you love the neighborhood, sometimes it's still worth checking out the property if even if you think that it doesn't show that great online, unless there's like a big, you know. Oh, yeah, definitely. Do your homework. (laughs) Do do your homework. Uh, uh, Go out. Take a look. At the at the neighborhood, you know, at on the weekends, right on the in Saturday afternoon or Sunday afternoon or in the evening, if you get a chance, like you said, go check those things out. 
um, do your homework because you you ultimately know what you want for you. Yeah. So. Yeah, and you should really enjoy it. It's a big investment. Yes. Like your wedding day. <laughs> Again, all of this. All of, they're all big investments, and you want you want to make the most educated, um, you know, well thought out opinion. Again, we you know there are people like us that are there, hopefully, to ease some ease some of that stress. So yeah, for sure, yeah. So when you buy a home, you want to be situated in it for at least a few years. And during that time, you're hoping that your home increases in value. Um, What are some of the elements that can increase or decrease value in a home? Yeah. So when you say situated for a period of time, right? And what I find a lot now, um, again, and we, we all love, right? I know I'm speaking to these couples, right? When you're looking for a home, you love to go clicking through those. Those first things, you want to click through those pictures. And so as for me, you know, if someone is trying to sell their home and, you know, they want to, I want to go out and I want to do a walkthrough. First, one of the things I'm looking at, I'm looking at updated homes, right? I'm looking at, are your appliances updated? I'm looking at your flooring. Um, you know, you said you have a spacious closet, but it's not quite so spacious, right? Um, things like that um, are going to increase, I wouldn't say necessarily increase or decrease. I think where I'm going with this one is, it's going to um, make your house more marketable. Um, you can, yes, it could increase the value of your home if you update your appliances. Because um, we know now, right, stainless steel, things like that, granite countertops, those are in, right? Um, and then if you're trying to, and we know where the market is now and where prices are, and if you're trying to sell a home um, and with Let's just be honest, white appliances and nothing wrong with that, but we've kind of transitioned and trend from there. And so if you're trying to sell a home like that, and then, you know, let's just say for $500,000, right? And, but you see um, your neighbor, um, you're thinking, well, maybe I can increase my price because you're, my neighbor, you know, put theirs on the market for 600, right? But your neighbor has updated um, you know, your neighbor has new fixtures and new lighting um, put in. And again, the, the appliances, that is big, new washer and dryer. Those types of things are going to increase or possibly decrease the value of your home if you haven't updated it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, people will just straight not come in because they don't, you know, pictures don't look great and mm-hmm. they they can't always tell why they don't like it but they know they don't like it. So, And while, yes, it isn't that expensive, if you're going to get a deal on a house, you can upgrade the appliances yourself. But in terms of your reselling, I mean, mm-hmm. I guess that's another thing to think about when you're buying. Right. You can yes. update things. Um, yeah. I wouldn't take on like a full kitchen reno immediately out of a wedding. but Exactly. And but, some people, they're, they're willing to do it. Well, I'll get it a little bit cheaper and then you will update over time. And if that's what's right for you, by all means, do that. But those are some of the things in particular, you know, if you're looking to sell um, and you're yeah. wondering why maybe your neighbor got a little bit more uh, than you got, that those are some those are some factors. Um, also, you know, again, we, you know, we talk a lot about these pictures, but upkeep um, of the ex- exterior of your home, um, those things matter as well. So. Yeah. And it actually your neighbors matter, too. <laughs> Yes, 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 yes. Your neighbors matter. <laughs> yes, we spoke about the, we spoke about the neighborhood. I know some of that is we have limited control over, but um, yeah, we we pay attention to the neighborhood, right? And 
what parks are there and where the neighborhood has possibly um, gone, kind of how it's developed or not developed in recent years. That's all a factor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mine, they're just tearing it out house by house. Yeah. <sighs> so sad. Um, <laughs> um, so I I know we, um, we've got a ton of stuff that we can talk about in real estate, but I was wondering if you have any, you know, advice for couples or new home buyers when they're looking those to buy that first house um, together. Yeah. Um, you know, I can't, preach enough to, to do to do your homework when you're looking to buy that first home together. One of the things, and it's something that you can do uh, or they can do as couples, um, is sit down. And, you know, what I would put out to people is a questionnaire, uh, an interest, kind of like an interest survey of what you like, what you don't like, what are your non what are your negotiables, non-negotiables. And I think that's important for couples to do first, right, before you come see uh, the professionals or what you really, truly want. Um, what you're willing to to part with um, as you you know embark on this new union together in your in your hopefully new home, um, and so I think that's a good place to start. And then you bring those to to someone like me. And then as I've been you know saying along the way, do your homework. Um, know know who who's working for you in this process. Uh, like I said, you know you start you you have your lender and you have your realtor and know our roles, understand our roles. Um, Ask questions. Um, we always say, right? No, no question is a dumb question. You want to know. This is a big purchase. This is a purchase that's going to be with you for a long while. So you want to make sure that you you have an understanding that's going to be, you know, best best for you and, and your spouse. Yeah, totally, totally. Because there's nothing. I mean, yeah, like we. I think we made a list of like non negotiables, um, nice to haves, and absolutely mm-hmm. nots. Yes. Um, so, and, and we ended up, you know, in the perfect spot for us um, mm-hmm. and it worked out great. But yeah, starting with those little pieces and we, I think really relying on a realtor that you can trust, a lender that you can trust, um, as you said, that you can ask questions to, like who's approachable and who's going to help you and wants you to have this home that you love. Exactly. And there's so much. I know I didn't get into it in some of the earlier questions, but, you know, I just kind of wanted to fuse in in particular when you're looking or or when you're ready to make, you know, if if you have made an offer, you know, the things that we're going to work, work together with to develop your understanding on, you know, the home inspections, all of those things. And I, I was hesitant to even say that, (laughs) say that because I know like something, this, the idea of that is it can stress people out, but those are the things that people, you know, need to be aware of, have an understanding of. um, So utilize, utilize us um, so that we, we, we can walk, we'll walk you through the process and what, what to expect. Right. Um, And that's, you know, part of what someone like myself does helping you what to expect, um, making sure you don't get, you know, get caught in any loopholes um, in particular as it pertains to, right? Because, you know, it's a big contract business, right? We're signing contracts. So. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, there are a lot of contingencies and and things that, you know, Mm -hmm. you need someone you can trust that can walk you through those, those pieces. Um, They aren't written they aren't written easy, right? They sometimes they're hard to to interpret, and you know, yes, we're part of this process together. I don't make you, you know. Ultimately, 
you know, the couples, they make all the decisions, right? Um, I'm just there. I'm just there to support you uh, along the way. So, you know, you're taking a look at everything and it's my job to interpret and provide that understanding. Yeah. And be an incredible resource for people. Exactly. Um, Continually, because if I need a builder later because I want to do a renovation, then you can refer me to a builder that you've seen do good work. That's right. Um, that that ben- it comes back to that vendor list. So yes, I'm a continued resource. So once you once you have you know once you sign on, once you have me, I'm I'm here with you. I'm here with you for life. So. <laughs> Not to not to not to, not to make it sound like weird, like she's not going away. Like no, but when you when you when you need me, I'll be here. <laughs> yeah, I'm available to support you yes. as needed. Exactly. <laughs> I love it. Well, I'm very excited to have you join us at the Couple Social as we record. It's this weekend, um, and I'm I'm I really hope that all of our listeners, as they are purchasing homes, um, actually. You know what? I will give you this teeny tiny piece of advice. I've seen couples make this mistake a lot recently. Um, While you are planning a wedding is not always the best time to purchase a house. Um, Just think about what your bandwidth is. Because if you're planning a wedding for three years, you're fine. Like you've got time. Mm -hmm. But if you're trying to settle on a house the week before your wedding, it's a little tough. So yeah, Kamiko is shaking her head no. (laughs) No, you no, and you're you're right. Like you, you gotta have your, you know, you gotta have your timeline, uh, your timeline kind of in order. And you know, everybody's needs are different. But like you said, yeah, no, you're if you're having your, you know, your um, your wedding in August, you're probably not looking to close, you know, August, September first, or, or or in July, or yeah. anything like that. But you know, again, that's that's part of the planning, setting your timelines. Um, again, you'll know, they'll know what um, what is doable for them. Yes. Yeah. Um, I totally agree. I just realized I should probably slide that little piece in there because (laughs) I do keep seeing people make that mistake. I'm like, oh my God, that just the idea of that for me is so stressful. But, you know, people make things work that I think are stressful all the time. (laughs) Know your own bandwidth. It's just not within mine. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. On that note, thank you everyone for tuning into the wedding dish today. Kamiko, thank you so much for being here. Um, and by the way, it is Kamiko Scott, not Smith, just to be clear. Um, <laughs> and thank you for sharing your your business expertise. Where can our listeners find you online? Oh, yes. Yeah. So I'll be at uh, Arla. Uh, R, so real living at home, uh, re.com, you know, slash, and then you could slash Kamiko Scott, or you, once you get there, you know, you can search for a realtor and just put in Kamiko Scott. Perfect. And we'll of course link to you in the show notes, in the description here. So people can find you easily makes it super duper convenient. Um, and while you are looking up Kamiko, you can find us at the wedding dish where you can read our show notes. You can apply to be a guest. You can donate to us on Patreon so we can keep bringing you juicy wedding tips and tricks from couples and wedding pros alike. And don't forget to tune in to next episode where I will be dishing with another incredibly talented wedding professional. Um, And I really appreciate you being here today, Kamiko. Thank you so much. I've had a great time. Thank you so much, Sarah.
Wonderful. Yay. And please subscribe, rate, and review or follow, rate, and review until we meet again. Cheers, everybody. Bye.